Chapter Fourteen of Violet, a Fairy Story. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jadopi. Violet, a Fairy Story by Carolyn Snowden Guild. Chapter Fourteen: The Birds' Harvest Time. But I was telling you about Violet's birthday, so let us go back to the doorstep of her father's little hut. Narcissa called impatiently that she was tired of waiting, so her father, bidding good-bye to his new acquaintance, sprang into the carriage, and it rolled lightly through the green field once more. Violet sat watching until it was out of sight, and she could no longer see Narcissa's feathers and flowers fluttering in the wind. Somehow she never thought of her afterwards, except as a whole bunch of lace and finery with a little girl inside of it. Then she looked around for her violets. They were gone, and in their place lay the stranger's money. But Toady hopped in sight just then, looking so brisk, and getting about so well on his three legs, she thought her flowers were little enough to pay for so much good as he had received. So, happy as ever, Violet took her pail and went towards the Blackberry Hill. It seemed to her the berries were never so thick and large. She soon had enough, and setting them in a shady place, she went to the brook to wash her hands. There were long, deep scratches on her arms. How they smarted when the water touched them! But Violet only thought how much worse today's scratches and bruises were, and then she loved to be clean, for she had watched how the birds wash in the brook a dozen times a day, and how smooth the squirrels keep their fur and how the flowers and leaves bathe their faces every morning in dew. She didn't want the leaves and birds to be ashamed of her. The little girl strolled on towards the wood, singing and laughing, and talking to everything she met, but most of all to Kitty, who followed after her, while whole troops of grasshoppers and little yellow butterflies flew before, and settled in advance of Violet, and when she came up flew a little farther, as if they wanted to lead her on. Then there were flocks and flocks of birds. The ground seemed alive with them, for it was harvest time, and they came for the ripe grain which had fallen when the farmers cut their crops, and was scattered all over the fields. The thistle seeds were ripe too, and the birds and butterflies and bees seemed to love this best of all. Violet stood watching them eat, and laughed as she told Puss that must be where she learned to be so greedy. The bees went buzzing down into the very heart of the purple flowers, and took such long, deep honey draughts, and went back again and again, as if they could never have enough, and hurried away to their hives for the sake of hurrying back for more. The birds were not much better. They would hover an instant over the whole thistle-bed, and then, selecting a good large flower, they would fly at it, fanning away with their fluttering wings till they were lost in a cloud of down, and tear out the rich ripe seeds, swallowing them so fast it seemed as if they were eating for all winter. Violet was never tired of watching, for she loved to see every creature happy, and knew besides that the birds and bees only have so good a chance to eat once in the year, and therefore, though she laughed at it, she couldn't blame them for their greediness. There were such handsome yellow birds, with black spots and stripes over their bright breasts and wings. They buried their black and golden heads away in among the thistle-down, while they clung to the stem with claws and wings, and were so busy eating that they did not see how near Violet crept to them. 
then a beautiful great butterfly its rich brown wings spotted with blue and orange settled upon a flower and sipped daintily and fluttered away again to take another sip somewhere else and then went sailing off into the sunshine so she skipped along after it kitty running close behind her until they came to a bank covered with white everlasting flowers so many it looked a little way off like snow and violet whose mother had told her that in heaven flowers did not fade but were all everlasting wondered if the door of heaven had not been left ajar some day long enough for a whole shower of seed to blow down towards this hill and planting itself come up in these pearl-white flowers oh violet the commonest seeds sprang up into heavenly flowers if they fell in your pathway end of chapter fourteen recording by jadopi www.jadopi.wordpress.com